ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Welcome to FM99 of the Fox's first and only wrestling podcast, Eat Sleep Podcast. Repeat, sorry, we are about 20 minutes behind tonight. Had some technical issues. My microphone did not want to work. Um, but luckily, we've got it taken care of now. And uh, we are here to discuss wrestling with you. We're going to talk about lots of stuff tonight, primarily backlash. But before we do all that, we've got to get a little bit of business out of the way. First of all, I am your regular host, Sean Hood, alongside the other regular host, Dave Taylor. How's it going, everybody? Hey, well, you don't insult anybody anymore. I guess we have to be nice now. It's probably now good they can see me and they'll recognize me in person. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Some of, some of the people who listen to this are big people. I have to be. I have to be safe and and kind and and cuddly. Um, face oh. turn. It's face turn time, Dave. There we go. Uh, in any event, uh, we if you want to stay in touch with us, there's lots of ways to do that. FM99.com and 106.9 or 1069thefox.com, excuse me. Uh, you go to the media tab right under that. You click e- uh, media and it takes you right to the ESPR page. Links you to most of our stuff. Uh, you can find on our SoundCloud page all of our backlogged episodes there. But you can find us on all your major podcasting apps. All you have to do is search Eat Sleep Podcast Repeat. Well, specifically ESPR because that's the initials. ESPR and wrestling will get you to us every time. Go ahead and search that, subscribe, give us a five-star rating and review, and we would greatly appreciate it. Tell, you, tell your friends about us, and we'd uh, love to hear from you as well, ESPR99 on Facebook and Twitter, and you can email us at ES, uh, ESPR at FM99.com. It's weird being able to see it for a change. And uh, on top of that, if you happen to be joining us live tonight before Monday Night Raw, go ahead and leave a, throw a comment in, and we'll see it. We'll be happy to talk about it and talk with you guys about whatever you'd like to talk about. Uh, we got about... 35, 40 minutes to kill here. And lots to get to, so we'll dive right into it. It is time for us to discuss WWE's 2020 edition of Backlash. Um, it, it, it was a thing. It happened. Uh, it actually had surprisingly good action in a lot of spots. It, you uh, know, it, you're right. It did. It did. I'm, I'm going to give them credit for that because we yeah. absolutely said that it might <laughs> not. We were like, on paper, this looks terrible. Um and I was wrong. It was it was good action in most places. It, it was. This is certain parts of certain matches where you're just kind of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Um, but we can start right away with the. Uh, I guess the. But we'll do the. Well, why not do the preview show? The yeah, the U.S. title match. This match on dry. Belonged on the main show. It's a shame that they put this on the pre-show, but uh, but they did. I don't. I don't disagree with you. Um, but I get why they bumped it. Because they wanted to give Edge and Randy Orton all that extra time. Uh, we'll talk yeah. about that a little later. Uh, but uh, this is, it was a good match. Apollo Crews looked good. Andrade looked good. Um, yeah. I think this is kind of guaranteeing we're going to see Angel Garza and Andrade feud at some point. I mean, I know Kevin Owens got involved. But it seems like the rift is just forming between them. He's probably going to, tonight on Raw, in some way, shape, or form, have a falling out with Zelina and or Angel Garza. So I'm, I'm thinking that's where that goes. And Apollo will probably move on, maybe to defend against uh, Garza after this. Well, I, I see. I, I think I think you're half right. I, I think, um, and the match was fine for what it was. If you want to go back and watch, it was short. Um, and Kevin Owens getting involved. I think this sets up some tag matches, and then we get to the you might be right. between yeah. Andrade and then Garza, because maybe Garza gets a title match, and then Andrade. Right. Why are you getting a match? I should be getting a match because maybe maybe he pins Cruz in a non-title match, but somehow. Garza gets the match or something, right? Yeah, I can see that happen for sure. But, but but yeah, but at some point they're gonna break up, and then uh, well, I hate to see that though. With uh, you know, with Andrade uh, without Zelina. Yeah, I don't love the idea of him without Zelina. Um, he he's a great talent. He does not 
translate well as far as promos and whatnot. And we've seen there are people who can speak little English and still kind of make it work for them, like uh, Asuka, like uh, Kyrie Sane, uh, Akira Tozawa, uh, people like yeah. that. I mean, there have been people who have made it work for them. Um, I don't have that same kind of faith in Andrade. I just don't. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I could I be wrong. He could, do, he could go on his own and blow up and just <laughs> blow all of our minds. You know what I mean? And realize all of a sudden we were wrong all this time. I, that would be great. But it seems like it's like ours is like I, like I kind of see right now. Like, I don't know. It's, it's, but, I mean, I wish, I wish them both would be big superstars, but Garza has that. Garza has superstar written on him. Yeah. Yeah, he does. Yeah. So so we get through that. They open the show, and then, um, you know, they, they tease the whole Bailey and Becky the Sent channel leads us into the women's tag match. Um, triple threat style. So, uh, which means that you had, you know, half the team in the ring at one time, although it seemed like everybody was in the ring the whole time. Just, I'm not a big fan of the triple threat style tag team matches simply because I don't like the tagging in and out. And the, I, I, I like it only slightly more than I, I enjoy the fatal four-way ones where you can tag anybody. Yeah, um, yeah, I, yeah, I really. If there's one match I never have to see again, I, that might be that might be one I choose as those fatal four way tag matches. Um, I'm traditionally more of a fan of if you're just going to do multiple teams, just let everybody go nuts. But uh, I also understand they don't want all of them to be that way. And I, you know what, all six ladies in this worked really hard. Uh, it was an entertaining yeah. match, and I don't think anybody came away looking bad. I actually think. Um, Chris, uh, Chris Cross and Bliss uh, came at us looking good. I mean, they've they've looked strong for a long time. Bailey yeah. and Sasha look like a good unit. Uh, you know, we, we've got this kind of long term teasing of them breaking up, but <laughs> wasn't going to happen at Backlash. And uh, the Iconics, I think, actually gained something uh, from that match because they looked really good in there, and they kind of proved that they're they've been gone for a while. But I kind of missed them. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I mean, how could you? I mean, those ladies. I mean, they're 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 always fun to watch with the attitude and everything else. And they didn't eat the pin, you know. So that oh, that yeah. kind of shows, you know, so they get protected a little bit. It doesn't hurt Alexa. They they get pinned in this situation. No, I I enjoyed the finish there where they kind of caught Alexa off guard. You know. What yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and, and Sasha, you know, keep getting the wins here. You know, maybe a sign of things that like is going to be down the road. It's like, well, I beat I beat this team. I beat this team. And don't mind and, me. Uh, I beat the ones. That's yeah. That's gonna set up something down the road with those two, obviously. Eventually. Yeah, well, yeah. it's twenty twenty five. You know. Yeah, twenty twenty five. When maybe they'll have fans back. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, fingers maybe. crossed. We'll see. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, after that was Jeff Hardy versus Sheamus, which is a terrible build. Um, I hated Great just match, but terrible build. Hated everything about the build. The match was good. Um, Surprised me. Surprised me with the finish. I didn't see Sheamus going over. I figured he gave Jeff the win because he had to get that, like, feel good overcoming the the doubter, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, it's funny as I say that he didn't get that over CM Punk either. No, he didn't. So, I mean, maybe they're just determined to make Jeff uh, keep doing this storyline. Well, unless it's some kind of redemption thing because they're like, well, this is, you know, like they made it sound like he's going to lose like he was done wrestling or something. Right. Well, they, they did say like they know that he this you know Jeff knows that this might be his last shot and his last run with the WWE and blah 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 blah. They're telling that story a lot lately. Yeah. Which makes you go, hmm. Maybe you have too many guys that are well past their prime. Yeah. 
Um, Jeff, the one thing I, that bothers me about Jeff, Jeff, Jeff still takes a beating. Because um, that was very physical, that match. Well, uh, the, the size difference it was really telling between the two. Uh, just, just well, Sheamus just, just looked massive against Jeff. The problem I have with Jeff Hardy is that he's older and he has lost a step or two at this point. And I just mean that speed-wise. I don't mean like his yeah. ability to perform, you know, to, to, to do what he wants to do. But his, his speed and whatnot. So a lot of what he does doesn't work for me like the whisper in the winds, um, it, it the guy has to stand there forever while Jeff climbs the turn the the ropes to do the whisper in the winds, and it it ends up looking kind of silly. Uh, every time he went to jump off the top rope, it took him, it felt like five minutes to get to the top of the ropes. You know, I, I, yeah, I agree with you that, and, and part of it was like, well, how's he going to get Sheamus down? Because like, with the size thing, it's like Sheamus is going to have to do something to himself basically to uh, yeah. You know, which kind of happened, and then you know, and then he uh, grabs a rope when it was almost a three count. So. I just wish Jeff would mix up his style a little bit at this point. Um, yeah. Just, just, just a little bit. I mean, you can still do the Swanton Bomb if you want to. You can still do the Whisper in the Wind, but mix up the style a little bit. I know he's never been like a Matt genius or, or this, that, and the other thing, but maybe tell a story that like he's been around long enough. He's learned the ins and the outs, the tricks and whatnot, and you know, ways to to not take so much abuse. It's kind of like. I've always kind of looked at Jeff very similar to how I looked at Mick Foley and that we love him for the crazy things he's willing to do and the abuse he's willing to take. But at the end yeah. of the day, I, I don't want you to keep doing that to yourself. Like you have value beyond that. It, it was when Mick retired, I remember when he came back for that WrestleMania match and the, in the, he, you know, kind of just, I say botched the spot, but just miss, miss jumped on something. It was, it took him a while to come back when he had those comebacks. Mm -hmm. I think it was the match against edge was probably his last, good match in that whole run in those last couple of years. Everything else was kind of forgettable or was a comedy spot where he's putting the, well, he did have the match at 20 with um, the rock and sock connection coming back. Yeah, but that wasn't great either. Now. It wasn't great either. Um, it was okay. It was okay, but he also didn't it, have it was, fun. Yeah. Um, his, his bouts with, uh, with edge and Randy Orton, you know, were some of the latter parts of his career is better bouts in the WWE. Um, yeah. I wish he'd never gone to to impact. Um, <laughs> but Jeff Hardy, uh, I, he's still entertaining. I'm not, this is not meant to take away from him at all. He's still entertaining. And like yeah. you said, they're telling, they're clearly telling a redemption story with him. So we'll see where they go uh, from here with his, with his story. Yeah. Up next was ding, ding, ding. Switching pages here. Right. So we can't move this on match. Yes, the Raw women's title between Asuka and Nia Jax. You know what's funny is I think they went about eight minutes before we got the double DQ finish or the double count out. Um, double count out, yeah. Yeah, and what's funny is that I, I thought that it was decent action uh, until then. I didn't think it was amazing. They weren't burning the house down, but it was it was fine. No. Um, this, this was the first bad booking decision of the night. Like, all the matches, all the action was great with all the three matches prior. And then they do the double count out, and you're just kind of like, well, we said like I I saw somebody talking about this earlier today in a in a thread, and they were talking about how was this did this ending suck? Yes, but they said, but it was also the only ending they could use here because Jax can't beat Oscar, Oscar can't beat Jax, 
there, you know, somebody brought up, well, why don't you have Jax get herself disqualified for beating up Oscar or something? They're like, that does nothing for 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 Oscar being the new champion and whatnot. And they said, and vice versa, Oscar doing that to Jax make Jax not look like a monster anymore. And so it's you know, they're like, this is the only this was the only finish they could do to prolong this feud because clearly that's the goal. And they're like, so. Yeah. This was the only finish they could do to prolong this feud. And they go, so if that's the best thing they had, then they shouldn't have made this feud. That was the problem. And I'm like, that's probably the most accurate assessment of what happened. Well, um, well they are uh, they are supposed to have a match tonight. Tonight on Monday Night Raw, they're going to have a rematch for the Women's Championship. I see it going very similarly. Yeah, see, because at some point, you know Charlotte's going to uh, get involved. <laughs> I think they're saving Charlotte for um, uh, SummerSlam. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so I don't, I don't. She, she might be involved tonight, but I think she's going to be involved in the title match at SummerSlam. Is what's going to happen. Yeah, that's, you're probably right with that. So, uh, uh, okay. the Universal Championship was defended by Braun Strowman in a handicap match against The Miz and John Morrison. I just have one thing to say: Hey, 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 ho, ho! Finish. She's got to go. Um, there you go. <laughs> okay, I, what, what we thought we were going to get was, you know, just a two-on-one handicap match, but then they make it a tag, and then they say whoever pins becomes champion, which you're like, well, okay, obviously that's going to, you know, cause uh, the ending. And yeah, it's, it's, almost like they didn't, it's almost like they didn't give us all that information ahead of time because they knew that it would make it predictable. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Even though, let's be honest, this was always predictable, they were never going to win. No. You know, no, I mean, it, it gives somebody a run to fight until they figure out who you can fight. The I remember us talking about this before, and the idea was not that we thought that they really should win the title. It was just that it would have made no sense so we could see it happening. Um, so they went the logical route, and Braun Strowman retained. And I got to tell you, Braun Strowman, from the moment he has won that belt, has been the coldest champion they've had in a while. <laughs> um, he and it's not his fault. He's being put in these no-win no. situations. I mean, he had that last-minute match with Goldberg, which was you know four moves. Yeah. Um, which that's what it was. It was Goldberg. It's what you were going to get. Uh, then he had um, the Fiend. Or no, he had Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt. Yeah, he had Bray Wyatt, who, who was not the Fiend. And I mean, it was the action was okay, but it wasn't great. You never really feel you got a satisfying ending for it. Um, and you know, then we have Miz and Morrison. Like what? Like these are the challengers for this title. Well, there's a few guys missing because you know I don't know if if, if Sammy's going to come back and go after AJ or he's going to be like, well, Braun, I beat you. Why, you know, why? But that could be six months. Maybe Braun's- we'll see. We'll see. But I mean, I the man. It, it, match. It, it was it was okay at best. Yeah, it never got past that. It, it was okay at best, and I I honestly think that it was it barely even reached that level. Yeah, and that's being nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now this one, on the other hand, I feel completely differently about. Uh, Bobby Lashley, Drew McIntyre for the World Championship. Um, boy, let me tell you, uh, Bobby Lashley has not looked that like a legitimate badass in a long time. I love the attack before the bell, and I, I halfway expected that to be like, oh man, he's just going to pin him almost immediately. Like it's going to be like that. I thought that that might happen. And then, no, we ended up getting a decently long match out of the two of them. Um, and th- they had some, some a couple of ugly spots here and there. But the, overall, I enjoyed them working together. I, I kind of dug the really smash-mouth power and, and athleticism, not just big power guys. There was a lot of athleticism on display, too. Um, well, and I- when you can let Bobby wrestle, 
you know, like 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 he was in Impact for a long time, mm-hmm. and when he was first in WWE, like let him wrestle. I mean, I, that was like one of the things like I kind of noticed with him tonight. Like you said, I mean, all the things he was doing on that show, you know, coming out and attacking Drew early, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and just just the power moves and everything. Just and, and maybe maybe just meshes well with Drew better than he did with other guys. But he had a pretty good match. Was it earlier in the year with uh, Braun Strowman, the the last yeah, match? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was pretty good. Almost like a style changed. I saw somebody saying that uh, if the idea isn't for him to take the title off of Drew, then rather have him have another loss to Drew. Um, you know, what they should do is have MVP somehow get him over onto SmackDown and have him be the guy who takes the title off Braun Strowman. Yeah. Um, they were like, because, you know, that would put him over huge. And they were like, and let's be honest, it's not it's not working for Braun right now. Um, well, and, and Bobby is pretty legit guy. I mean, you look Bobby's at him and you're like, yeah, yeah. He's so that, that is, a, and he's got that MMA background. So yeah, like, he's a believable dude. Uh, yeah, he's a true serious opponent to challenge Braun for the title, uh, and that's kind of what we're, I'm saying right there. Is I feel like I feel like yeah. a good one would be uh, a Bobby Lashley in that regard. Yeah. Um, also, heel Josh says hi. There's there he is. Uh, Bobby Lashley needs a push to ditch Lana. I think it's kind of what we saw a little bit on. Uh, backlash. We saw him ditch. I think that's kind of the end. And by the way, I love the pairing of MVP and Bobby Lashley. Uh, MVP is a good mouthpiece. And if you go back and watch the match, there's little things he was doing that I truly enjoyed. Um, He was going around the ring and like Bobby would annihilate uh, uh, McIntyre somehow. And you'd hear MVP like shouting to him, don't let up, don't let up. And, you know, just little things that make it sound like it's a real, like it's a game plan. That was one of the things I never enjoyed about Lana as a, as a valet or a manager because she doesn't do anything. She stands there and goes, yay, or boo, you know, like that's about it. Um, that, that made the end of clunky last night because she came down yelling at the referee like, oh, what, what, yeah, whatever. Somebody I think cheated. she yelled at the referee that he cheated. Yeah, yeah, it, it didn't make any sense. And then they teased the hit. And then, then she gets hit, and then that's the end of the match, you know, which almost could set up like Bobby could be like, look, I can beat you, right? you know, without all this. You know, I, I, the Extreme Rules is the next pay-per-view we're going to get. So uh, I mean, we'll uh, probably get some good matches or something. Thanks for popping in, Josh. It's good talking to you too, man. We haven't heard from you in a while. Yeah. Uh, Philip says, if anything, Lesnar will come back at SummerSlam and take the Universal title. That's a distinct possibility. You can't ever rule that out with Brock Lesnar um, being around. Uh, I think – that that could be a possibility as well if they do go that Bobby Lashley right you can get that Bobby Lashley Brock Lesnar match that they've been wanting to do for a while. Um, that that would be the way to do it. Yeah, I, I think that those would be those would be good ways to get to that stuff. Um, but you know, again, uh, is it was it was it was a really good match. Uh, I hated the finish just in that clunkiness and awkwardness. But yeah, really good match. And thank God Drew didn't get hurt when Bobby went to lift him up on the outside and lost him. And yeah. almost dropped him on his head. Uh, ooh, guys. Um, I remember – don't get me wrong. I'm not saying we should all be screaming at Bobby, but I remember everybody screaming at Goldberg about doing that to The Undertaker. Uh, so, you know, let's 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 keep it fair here. Um, yeah. But, again, I, I thought it was a very good match. Uh, I enjoyed it, and I wouldn't mind a rematch between them. Yeah, and, and maybe that's something on Extreme Rules to end the feud one way or other. Or finally put an end to Lana and Bobby and, and the most – Please, God. Thing that's been going on since uh, since May. Poor Ru- or, uh, January. Poor Rusov is. You know, Maybe they can have a lot on a pole match. Oh God. 
Uh, the next thing wasn't really a match, but uh, oh, oh, I have thoughts on this. I have so <laughs> many thoughts on this. Uh, what the heck was this? The the raw tag title skit was a total waste of time. That's what yeah. Phil has to say here. Here's my thing. Okay, I'm 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 of two minds on this. The raw tag title skit was a waste of time because we were advertised a raw tag title match. Had we not been advertised that match, I would not have minded this. Well, I thought I thought they didn't announce this match until that night. They, they announced it that day, or, okay, or, okay. or the day before something. We they we, they announced okay, it because yeah, because we didn't preview it. Why go out of your way to announce a title match when you have no intention of delivering it? And the way the way that thing was filmed, it was filmed well ahead of time. Oh yeah. This thing was filmed way yeah. ahead of time. So With they the knew they weren't and the edits and everything. Yeah. Yeah. They knew they weren't going to give you a raw tag team title match. So why tell me I'm getting that and then not deliver it? If you had not said that we were going to get that title match, I would not have cared. I I in a vacuum, I found some of that stuff entertaining. I thought some of some of it made me chuckle. Um, it, it, it wasn't as bad as some of the other skits they've done. It made me, it, it, it made me chuckle more than pretty much all of those combined. Um, it was, it was long. It was very long. It and, was long. Um, it was long, yeah, but I enjoyed yeah. it. It almost felt like it had chapters to it. And I was okay well, with that because they felt different. But then you had the ninjas. See, like, which was random and it was nonsense, but it was fine because Karen says, and then some other guy. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, the giant ninja. Which, by the way, we never got a payoff on the giant ninja. I wanted to no, see them fight the no, giant. Ninja. Didn't, no. Yeah. Um, and, and then a lot was it the Loch Ness monster in the dumpster? Like, like look, yeah, 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 he was. He was the Loch Ness in the monster <laughs> from um, from um. Oh, what was it when they did the mock like Southern something wrestling? I can't remember what it was called. Damn it, it's gonna drive me nuts. Patrick, <laughs> the skit, the skit was funny. This, if in, in a vacuum. That skit was funny. If it did not have anything to do with the Raw Tag Team titles, I would not even begin to care. Like, it wouldn't have bothered me at all. Um, but the sheer fact that we were advertised a Raw Tag Team title match and then given that, that irritated me and made me angry, and that made me not enjoy the skit. Well, well don't forget the, the whole the, the bit with Ivar. Oh, you're so cute. And then, um, you know, hey, and, hey, uh, hey. You know any, Eric. Uh, any excuse to get referee Jessica on television is a good thing. <laughs> All right, you you hush. It, it, it's it's just no, but that was with everybody. It wasn't just her. It was like all the whole sequence, all their flashbacks. Oh, I know, yeah, yeah, but I don't. It's fine. Ricky Leg and everything else. Yeah. The, uh, I thought those yeah. again. Some of it was funny. I'm not saying the whole thing was gold, but some of it was funny, and I don't mind them doing these these goofy things every once in a while. But again, I need them to not a not take the place of a title match, and then not take the place of an advertised match. And B, yeah. not have anything to do with the title. And, and yeah, I mean, if they just if they just said, "Hey, these guys have been competing," and then they just go into the bit. Yeah. Oh God. Like, yeah. And, you know, and you and I wondered when we did the preview show, like what match was going to have this cinematic feel to it, and obviously none of the matches because they didn't talk about this until they decided, "Well, we're going to do this," and then right. Yeah, you know, I'm thinking, "Oh, we're going to get a tag match," you know, and then now now they made, uh, you know, the uh, the Viking Raiders. Uh, you know, a comedy team, you know, which is the last thing these guys needed. I'm, I'm fine with them having some character to them. Somebody, I was talking with somebody about this online yesterday. I'm fine with them having some character beyond we're tough guys. That's totally okay. The segments they did leading up to this did nothing to make me like their characters. That's the problem. 
I am totally okay with going outside the box, with being a little goofy, with having some fun, with showing some other layers to people. I point to Kane and Daniel Bryan in the anger management segments. Yeah. Okay. That was outside the box. It was not those two guys thing, um, but it was great. And it actually made people, it endeared them to people. This is yeah, not that effect. Because you can, you can get emotionally invested. I mean, people were right. still high Daniel Bryan and Kane when presented the right way was always likable. Right. But you got to give me a reason to be invested in these guys beforehand before you start doing goofy shit. Yeah. Um, I, I still enjoy, I still enjoyed parts of it. I thought it was fun, but again, the sheer fact that we were promised a title match and then given that made me an ad. Yeah. So one match left on the show. Oh, I'm sorry. You mean the, <clears throat> the main event of the evening. Oh, not that. <laughs> no. It is the, yes, the edge versus Randy Orton greatest match oh. ever. <laughs> Before that, Dave and I didn't plan that. It just happened. Um, no, we didn't. No, we, I, we both said the opposite things. Anyway, uh, but you know what? This was 15 minutes longer than a WrestleMania match and so much better. Oh, did so you, much better. Did, because, did you feel like it was 45 minutes long? This Because this felt like a wrestling match. Yeah. That's why this was so much better. It felt like a wrestling match. Like, it, it, yeah, and all the sequences with you know doing the moves, the rock bottom, and you had um, you know I'm surprised we didn't get like a sharpshooter, uh, whatever else. We did get them with three I'm surprised by that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked all the plays on on moves from their opponents from the past. Yeah, the, the SmackDown Six. I liked. Uh, yeah, I liked how we got you know different reminders of like or, or kind of looks into like a, like the repertoire of Edge's past, the repertoire of Randy's past. Um, yeah. I enjoyed that this was a pretty much straight up wrestling match through the whole thing. I loved the story at the beginning that has Edge lost that step because Randy was toying with him in the beginning. And yeah. I really thought they did a good job telling that. Yeah, they piped in crowd noise for this match and whatnot. And I, I love that. I love that part. I saw, that, I saw, that to be added to it. I saw people complaining about it, and I was like, why? It's it's fine. We're used like we're used to piped in crowd noise anyway. It's what they do. And like on top of which, um, we had fans there who were also making noise. Oh yeah, the intro from Fink. Yes, I agree. I agree, Patrick. Yes, yes, yeah. The, the Fink intro was classic with the uh, with the uh, the microphone and stuff. Very very classy for them to do that. I still think that the the greatest wrestling match ever thing was a disaster from the start. I think it was a horrible idea. You were never going to live up to that standard. Um, but it was a great match. Um, and yes, I understand the fact that they had a lot of, they did a lot of cuts. They did a lot of edits. They reshot things. I understand that. I don't care. It was still really, really enjoyable to watch. And they edited it in such a way that it still felt like the flow of a wrestling match. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you had this match on Sunday, Backlash. You had AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan on Friday. So you had four 40-year-old guys basically putting on four star-plus matches. I don't think Daniel Bryan's Showing 40. Him. I think you're aging him. <laughs> but he's over he's, 40. He's, he's got to be over 40, right? Daniel Bryan? I don't think so. Maybe he is, but I don't think he is. I, I don't. I, that seems That seems old. I mean, I say that seems old, and now everybody's oh, getting. Okay, he he he's thirty nine. Okay. There you go. He's not forty. Get it right. You had, you had four thirty nine plus year old guys putting on a 
four star plus match in the right. last two days, two days. Right. And it was, and they were, and they were both great matches. They were both matches that at the end of the year, we'll be talking about which one was the match of the year. Um, I no, just, not a lot of flips, not a lot of uh, high spots, not many suicide dives. Yeah. It was wrestling. Yeah. And I hope that people that, that the guys in, you know, Vince McMahon particularly realizes that you can do that and that people will want to see that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Patrick, actually, if you want to bring that up, Dave, real quick. Um, yes. So during the filming, apparently they had two days of filming. They went back to film some things to fix them. And when they went back to film some things, unfortunately, Edge, Edge sustained an injury. You can see it in the video, actually, if you're watching it, his arm starts to bruise up. Apparently, he has a triceps injury. Um, that's the injury that kept Dean Ambrose on the shelf for about nine months. Uh, it's 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 awful. Thank God it wasn't his neck. Um, but yeah. it's that this happened so so early into his run back with the company. Um, it's really really disappointing to see. He yeah, I, I saw the discoloration, but I just thought maybe that was a mark. I didn't realize that um, until you just said that that he had the injury, and uh, and if he's going to be out for a while, it's a shame. However, with the timing of everything, you know, with no crowds and whatever else, I mean, you know, you can make. I'd say another comeback, but at some point he's going to have to decide. No, I agree. I agree. I feel like you almost get a do-over for his comeback if the crowds are back by the time he he comes back. Um, now, don't get me wrong; it's not a guarantee he'll be out nine months. That's just how long Ambrose is out. So yeah. I think I think the official timeline for this injury is something like four to six months, and it hasn't been officially announced yet. They'll probably address it on Raw. Randy Orton's going to open up Raw tonight, so we'll, we'll probably hear something. Um, so, uh, but uh, you know. Real quick, before we get into the Raw preview, um, I, I think um, if you're grading the show, uh, it's it tricky because the endings of some of these matches were complete clunkers and the wrestling yeah. was good up to that moment. Yeah. I, I have a hard time picking out where I want to put it, somewhere between a seven and a half-ish area. I think that's fair. Seven and a half ish, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, you had some decent matches, but you, you know, the, the ending of the, of the, but the Braun match was garbage. Right. The, the tag team sequence was bizarre. Right. Uh, you had uh, the ending of uh, Lashley and McIntyre, mm-hmm. um, you know, the double count out, which I, I hate double, I mean, just yeah. having title matches with the double count out on pay per views is always never a, a good thing. It's never I satisfying, mean, but, you know. Yeah. I mean, they're, now they are going to have a rematch tonight on Raw, so. Right. So, uh, so in any event, that's our thoughts on the show. If you're still, uh, if you guys are over there in the, the comments, let us know. Give one to 10. What did you guys think of Backlash? Give us a, give us a heads up. Um, so Raw Preview Night, Randy Orton is going to open the show. Uh, so we'll probably learn something about the status of Edge. I imagine, especially with Edge out, maybe this means he's Drew McIntyre's next opponent. Uh, I, I can see if, that. If we're done with Lashley, if we're done with Lashley at this point. Well, well tonight, Drew McIntyre and our truth are teaming up to face Bobby Lashley and MVP. Interesting. Maybe so, uh, so that may not be done yet. Uh, Dominic Mysterio is going to be on the show. Mm-hmm. He's going to accept that. Pat, Patrick gave gives backlash about a seven. Philip gives it a six point six. Very precise. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I think they're both fair scores. I think that's that's. And again, it's all your personal assessment. What you thought of the show? Um, yeah. Any hey, anything over a five generally means that at least there was something there to like. Uh, you know, again, uh, you were saying that uh, we've got the MVP and Drew, Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre and our truth, our truth. Thank you, because sure, why not our truth? 
<laughs> um, and then, uh, like we said, Oscar versus Nia Jax again for the women title. Uh, Randy Orton will be start. Will be opening up the show in about eight minutes. So we'll probably yeah. update on Edge's uh, status. And uh, Dominic Mysterio apparently is accepting Seth Rollins' invitation to appear on Monday Night Raw. Uh, so we'll uh, we'll see how that goes. I am intrigued to see where that storyline is going to go because Seth Rollins and Ray are, are they're telling a cool story at the moment. I kind of like it. Yeah, yeah, at least the Seth thing is working right now. And then, you know, Ray's always a sympathetic character. Ray was- has been a sympathetic character the entire time, his, his whole career. He's been, there's nobody better at that, that, that than him. Yeah, yeah, he's always seen. So it's going to probably lead to a tag match. And, and maybe what you think Dominic down the road becomes, uh, you know, you know, part of Seth's group or whatever. I think he might, man. I think he might because, man. Ooh, that would that would really burn uh, uh, people. You know what I mean? That would really yeah. burn people, and it would be a it'd be a great way to get them invested in that. And again, more sympathy for Ray Mysterio. Exactly, exactly. Now, Dominic was the same one years ago, right? Was that was that in the uh, match with Eddie Guerrero when it was like yeah. the uh, the contract? Where uh, yeah, where uh, Vicky Mister Q or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was <laughs> yep, yep. That was when we were introduced to like Vicky Guerrero when she. Uh, uh, at least that's when she first really got involved in an angle yeah. where she came out and uh, pushed the ladder over when Eddie was climbing it to get the custody of Dominic. And yeah. Uh, yeah, the whole storyline was that uh, Eddie, uh, I guess, somehow impregnated Ray's wife, like sperm donor or something. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. Was, things uh, they come up with. So it, yeah. was, it was, but it led to some good action. So. And who knew what we were going to get with Vicky Guerrero down the road? We had no, no idea. Kidding. No kidding. She ended up becoming one of the most consistently over heels in wrestling. It was pretty amazing. Yeah, prob- uh, probably from that era, probably one of the more over heels. And if not in the history of the business, just definitely in the top 10, I would say, just for what she did. Yeah, yeah. Right. Right. So that's it. Uh, Monday Night Raw started in about five minutes. If you guys are going to go watch that, uh, we'll. Uh, We'll, uh, Dave, are we doing uh, an episode later this week as well, or are we doing – what are we doing? Uh, is there – there's no fight. We'll, we'll, we'll have to figure that out and see what's going on in the world of wrestling. We might have to – you know, because there's no, there's no pay-per-view this weekend. Uh, Fighter Fest is until the following weekend. Right, yeah, yeah. So so we have that, so we can probably preview in a couple of weeks. And then uh, unless there's like some breaking news, and we can we can enjoy a Friday night and, and some SmackDown and then um, – yeah. Well, so, <laughs> so, so basically, that means we don't know yet. We don't so know. Make sure the easiest way for you guys to stay on top of everything we're going to do is by going to our Facebook page or our Twitter and uh, making sure you give us a follow on there, ESPR99 uh, on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash ESPR99 or Twitter at ESPR99. Of course, email us ESPR at FM99.com if you have any questions or anything you'd like us to talk about. Uh, and again, you know, these weeks where there aren't big shows to talk about, there isn't a lot going on. If you guys have topics or something, by all means, get them into us. That could be the premise of a show, depending on what you guys want us to talk yeah, about. Yeah, maybe a classic pay per view or something that we were forced to watch and uh, <laughs> uh, WWE one. Sometimes I go back and watch some, some WCW ones from the 90s, like in between, like, you know, before the NWO and like when Flair wasn't oh, no. there. Oh, no, no, no. We'll watch like late WCW, like WCW Sin. It's <laughs> all out. Oh. Yeah. It's a big yeah. So in any event, uh, again, on a pool or whatever it was. 
Facebook and Twitter. Uh, <laughs> find us and follow us, uh, email us. And of course, if you uh, can find us on all your podcasting apps, search ESPR 99 and uh, I'm sorry, ESPR wrestling, give us a five-star rating interview and tell your friends. We greatly appreciate it. Thank you for uh, hanging out with us here. The video will be up on, uh, on our Facebook page shortly uh, available to watch in its whole entirety. If you didn't get to see the whole thing and uh, please go ahead and share it around and let your friends know we're here. We appreciate uh, you guys tuning in and, and uh, enjoying wrestling with us. So until next week, remember always, Never forget to always, I just got lost, eat, sleep, podcast, and repeat.